It's time for Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Welcome to Warriors Wrap Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Matt Steinmetz, Daryl, the Guru Johnson. With you in the Golden State Warriors handle the Memphis Grizzlies tonight, 110-93 here at Oracle Arena. And it was a game, Guru, that wasn't even that close. Well, it never got completely out of hand, but it never got really close either. Uh, Warriors took a lead at the beginning, 30-22, and they pretty much held serve uh, the entire game. Of course, Memphis playing without Mike Conley. Uh, he has a hamstring issue, and this is the first game of a four-game road trip for Memphis. So they probably were being cautious, and the Warriors uh, took advantage. They didn't play great, Goo. 43% from the floor, uh, the Warriors were. But nevertheless, they were in control for most of the night, and, and a big part of it was the Grizzlies aren't a team right now with a lot of firepower. Yeah, they, they, the word I used to myself was labor. They labor on offense. I don't know if you think that's uh, spot on. I'm okay with the big three, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry being a bit off from deep. I got what I talked about that, I, that I've been yearning for, the bench, Iguodala and Jarebko. I mean, 7 to 14 from deep. Andre takes three shots in their threes and makes all three of them. Jarebko, four or seven. It's going to take a village, Steiny, and I would trade that than, you know, just relying on the big three every every game. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. If Andre can, can stay available, who knows? Well, this was a game where the Warriors probably could rely on their bench more than other games because (laughs) there was never a you know never a a time when this thing got close 888-957-9570 if you want to talk about this one uh i would say it was one of the least exciting games so far here at oracle arena uh i'm sure if you're a warrior fan you would say the raptors game wasn't very good but i i just think in terms of of kind of a malaise here at the arena. There was a buzz for that game, a buzz. Uh, for the Toronto yeah. game, yes, yeah. Sir. Tonight it was a, a little bit... Uh, like a funeral. A little bit different, let's put it that way. But the Warriors come out with a 110-93 win, and now uh, they head to Utah. And Utah's a team that's struggling a little bit, but they gave the Warriors a great game earlier this year. That was the Jarebko putback. Um, but I just wonder if... Uh, the Utah Jazz, who are the Warriors' next opponent, doesn't give the Warriors a little more trouble than the Memphis Grizzlies did tonight. Yes, Tiny, Utah's 14th, and they're 14 and 17, and I'm wondering, we assume they're going to get out of this hole, but I'm going to ask you, the doctor, is it more to it than that? I mean, they had a tough schedule to start the season, there's no doubt about it, but it's starting to even out a little bit for the Utah Jazz. So they, they got to get moving at some point. And they need this Warrior game. That'll have them, you know, a pep in their step. Well, you would hope so. You would absolutely hope so. Uh, for the Warriors tonight, Steph Curry, uh, rather ordinary, 6 for 16. He was 3 for 9 from three-point range. That's going to drop his three-point percentage probably below 47 now. Uh, he's just in a terrible shooting slump. 15K, now. though, Stanley, and uh, they stopped the game. Well, there was a timeout. <laughs> that's right. There was a, uh, there's, there's some very, uh, interesting numbers, some notes from the game. <laughs> Steph Curry became the fifth player to reach 15,000 points, uh, while wearing a Warriors uniform. Kevin Durant, 
passed Larry Bird for 33rd place wow. on the NBA's all-time scoring list. Uh, Clay Thompson reached 11,000 career points, which I guess puts him ninth on the Warriors' all-time uh, scoring list. And then the Warriors, as a team tonight, allowed a season-low 38 points to the Grizzlies in the first half. And again, this is a Grizzlies team that when they don't have Mike Conley, they're just a completely different team. If they're playing without Conley and or Gasol, uh, this team's going to labor. Yeah, and tonight I watched Kyle Anderson take the lead, and that's when I knew this is going to be a long night for the Grizzlies. Stani, I'm shocked, and I know Conley means a lot to this team, the way and the style that they play with, but my goodness, Gasol, if you got a little man on you, you got to back him. You can't pass that ball out, but I know the game is played different, but I was looking like you got Clay on you. You got Steph on you sometimes. You got to go to the bucket, big man. Yeah, I mean, he plays a little inside. He plays some outside. Eh, too much for uh, me. You know, he, the interesting thing is he led the he led the uh, Grizzlies in assists tonight with six. Um, but if you look at the minutes that the Memphis Grizzlies players played, you can tell J.B. Bickerstaff was thinking about uh, the rest of this trip because there's not one Grizzlies player that played more than 26 minutes. So you think about that. And it's clear that white flag J.B. Bickerstaff <laughs> is is probably looking at the following three games on this trip, knowing that if they held if they held uh, Conley out, their chances of winning it probably decrease in a big way. Uh, it's now six straight games for the Grizzlies where they haven't reached a hundred points. So, wow! I mean, you can you can play as slow as you can possibly play, but if you're not going to make shots you're going to have trouble winning in the NBA. Yeah, what did you make of Draymond Green tonight? I didn't notice him. What did he do? No, I just uh, – he's getting the ball now, and I just – he's making a conscious effort to, to be that Magic Johnson. Now, it may not result in anything in regard to buckets for him, but he's pushing the pace, and that's what I like. Yeah, he had uh, five assists, Durant with five assists. Uh, Warriors only shot 31 threes, the st- uh, streak of 40 snapped. Yeah, 31 still a pretty good number. They made 12, 38.7% uh, from three-point range, which is not bad. I think they'll take that, uh, especially the way they've been they've been shooting early in the season. Uh, basically, other than Steph Curry, Clay nor Durant has been shooting the ball that well. But uh, it doesn't matter. The Warriors are 21 and 10. They may have moved into first place in the uh, Western Conference with this win. Let me check the standings. Yeah, and they here. had this little drama. Uh, Denver is now 20. Now they're, they're even with Denver, uh, although they are a game behind in the loss column. But the, uh, the Warriors still get a win tonight. And as we head toward the holiday week, the games are going to start coming now, believe it or not. I mean, usually you get a little bit of a break. Uh, or you you want a little bit of a break before the uh, before the holidays, but the Warriors are going to play Wednesday, then they play Saturday, Sunday, and Tuesday on Christmas. So they're going to have some games coming in a hurry, and uh, they're going to play some pretty good teams. Yeah, and some of the players were at the Travis Scott concert last evening, and I guess that didn't uh, get in the way of taking care of business. And if I'm Steve Kerstiny, just what I started the show with, I'm happy that the bench had a pulse as opposed to wondering why my big three didn't show up, and they show up damn near every night, if not every night. So I'm happy with how this played out. All right, let's hear from Steph Curry. And Steph began 
his talking with the media by taking us through the three-point shot that got him to 15,000 career points. Yeah, I was kind of frustrated. Uh, I missed the open two or three open threes to begin with. And I uh, wanted to get myself going. I forgot about uh, the 10 points I needed. And obviously they called a timeout right after and I heard the announcement. So it was a pretty cool moment. Um, again, just reflecting on tired, you know, nine and a half years and more to come. So just uh, definitely appreciative of the opportunity, the milestone, and hopefully a lot more to come. Steph, you kind of touched on it a little briefly right there, but what does it mean to you to eclipse that 15,000-point mark of the fifth warrior in history to do so? Uh, I mean, I, I heard uh, the names of the four guys, um, three of whom are, I think, in the rafters. So just a pretty humbling experience in terms of, uh, again, how long I've been here and all the uh, success that we've had and you know, obviously recent years and just uh, individual accolades and milestones come out of that. And for us, we it's hard to really put it in perspective, to be honest, just in terms of we're still in the moment and still grinding, still on the journey. And uh, eventually, when it's all said and done, hopefully a long time from now, I'll be able to really reflect on what that means and, and uh, you know, just, again, beyond my wildest imagination, uh, when I was first drafted here, what what this could all all mean? Was this, was this Steph? Did you feel that there was the, that once you eclipsed that that everyone sort of relaxed a little bit because it looked like you guys really kind there of there was going. so much pressure to get my ten points early in the game. Like you could feel the tension in the locker room before, and it was we've been in game sevens before. We've been you know at home on the road. But I've never felt anything like that. So uh, I'm glad we got through it. We pushed through it. And uh, we were able to put that behind us and just go after a win. So thank my teammates for really, really, you know, pushing me, you know, tonight uh, to get me over the edge, over the hump. Was, uh, was this your best team performance since you've been back, do you think? Uh, yeah, uh, I think in terms of just – Putting together as close to 48 as possible. We had a little slip up in the beginning of the third quarter, but it's kind of been the story of the season in terms of uh, mixing and matching lineups. You know, guys go out, guys come back, and it's a little revolving door situation. And we really haven't had a lot of a consistent stretch with everybody available. And then uh, you'll think about what Demarcus might mean down the stretch uh, when he comes back. So it's we've uh, we've just tried to. You know, whoever's available on a given night, figure it out. Um, but as we get deeper and deeper in the season, hopefully continue to have good health, we'll be able to solidify our, our rotations and know who's playing with who from you know majority of the game and, and really get some some better momentum. Um, but, you know, night after night. So defensively, we were pretty good tonight, though. Steph, how did you enjoy t talking to astronaut um, Scott Kelly? And sort of, can you take us through a little bit of, of that and, and, you know, maybe what you took out of the conversation? He was one of the first people that I saw on social media that, like, last Monday that reached out. Uh, his, his tweet was pretty good in terms of he's got respect for me, but we need to talk uh, So for me to DM him. And, uh, you know, 
six days later, I was able to have a conversation with him. thought it was cool just to have it on an IG Live so that people could really hear the back and forth and the questions and things in terms of the perspective around uh, you know educating our youth um, and all the good work that's being done in that area, NASA included. So um, I've never talked to an astronaut before, so that was pretty pretty cool, and that'll hopefully parlay well into uh, going uh, down there in Houston. Your bench is shooting I think, 10 percentage points better this year than last. Uh, number one in the NBA right now in bench threes uh, percentage-wise. How, do you feel that extra spacing out there that, that your bench has been giving you? Yeah, a lot of it is how teams are defending us as well. we got to really keep things simple in terms of um, when we drive, you know, myself, Clay, KD, most of the time there's going to be help. And if we have the right spacing and guys and pick their spots, you know, there's going to be a lot of open looks out there. And, um our message night in, night out, you open, shoot the ball. Uh, don't second-guess anything out there for a reason. Um, you're going to get good shots, so have confidence and take them. Um, as we go through the season, that's going to be huge for us, especially when we get in the playoffs and teams try to get play junk defenses and stuff like that, try to slow us down. Everybody's got to be a threat out there. So um, I think I really started noticing in Milwaukee when we were out there in terms of how many open looks there were and we were moving the ball, making the easy play. And, you know, when that happens – Team start you know having to make decisions and then other things open up so we we got some capable shooters they just got to take them kind of following up on that um when you have a stretch four like jonas a legit stretch four who can actually play some five doing what he does what does it do for your overall offense you mentioned some of that just now but it seems that it's a little different when you have a four that can go out there as opposed to having a two or a three out there that's the way the nba is going right so it's always nice to have that threat um, no matter really who you play, if defenses are going to switch or pack the paint or whatever, you got to be able to space the floor and you know have threats out there for sure. Uh, we just don't want to overcomplicate things in terms of you know we don't really have to hunt for them; they just happen. And, and again, it's just about having the perspective of keeping keeping it simple. If a guy's open, pass it, keep moving. Uh, we obviously know at times we can force feed, you know, our scores and, and try to make stuff happen. But throughout the course of a game, um, it's kind of been our mo for a while now in terms of you know that ball movement. Uh, it just looks a little bit different this year, just with personnel and again the way teams have tried to uh, defend us this year. So uh, I like the looks we're getting. Coach always talks about getting good looks and shooting a high percentage, so that's big. All right, that's Steph Curry talking about the Warriors' effort tonight. And uh, it was good enough to beat the Memphis Grizzlies 110 to 93. You're listening to Warriors Wrap Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. When we come back, we'll hear more from some Warrior players and we'll get JD's perspective right away. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. All right, the Golden State Warriors winners tonight, 110-93 over the Memphis Grizzlies. Next up, the Utah Jazz on Wednesday in Utah. Tonight's play of the game, sponsored by Putnam Auto. Visit Putnam Cadillac Chevrolet Buick GMC in Burlingame, featuring the all-new XT4 crossover SUV, or visit PutnamGM.com. It's time for the play of the game. He got it! 
Tune in tomorrow morning to Steinmetz and Guru at 10.30 for your chance to win $100. Now, here's the play of the game. Curry to midcourt. Takes a deep three off the dribble. Knocked it down. And becomes the fifth player in Golden State Warriors history to get to 15,000 career points. Only Rick Barry, Luke Chamberlain, Paul Arison, and Chris Mullen have gotten to 15,000 career points. Standing ovation at Oracle and a timeout for Memphis. All righty. Remember to listen tomorrow at 1030 when Guru and I ask for the play of the game. You call 888-957-9570 for your chance to win $100. All you have to do is tell Guru and I what the play of the game was. And the money is all yours. All right, let's go down to the locker room and hear from Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant, sponsored by Nation's Giant Hamburgers, best since 1952. And KD was asked about the Warriors' defensive effort in the first half, holding the Grizzlies to just 38 points. I think we did a – a, this is a slower team, so, um, you know uh, – when they moving the ball and throwing it to the post, I think, you know, being able to load up a little bit more, help off of some guys, I think we were able to uh, just provide a lot of help in the paint and actually get out the shooter. So um, it's a great formula for, formula for us to win. And uh, I just think we play extremely hard tonight. You passed Larry Bird tonight on the all-time scoring list. Is that – I know you've, you've you know, kind of complimented Larry uh, in the past. Is that kind of a cool thing? Hell yeah! Somebody caught, texted me after the game and uh, showed me a uh, screenshot, and I was giddy like a little kid. I mean, grew up watching Larry Bird. And, well, not really; he's older, but you grew up kind of knowing, <laughs> knowing the legend of, of Larry Legend, and uh, you know, sort of to be amongst the greats. Uh, that's all you really, that's all you really want to do. That's a great accomplishment. But I keep going. Nah, I don't see any similarities, but um, just a love for the game and love for practice and love for shooting. I think that uh, we're similar in, it, in those areas. But he uh, he allowed players like myself to kind of dream big and think big at that position and to do things uh, that traditional small fours, I guess, or big men weren't doing. And he's one of the first guys you've seen. Along those lines, how about – the way you are usually efficient, how have you approached that over the years? What's been key in keeping that? Uh, only search for shots that I like. Jonas um, has been giving you guys something off the bench pretty much all year. Having a stretch four like that coming in and being able to bomb threes, just what does that do for your overall offense? Uh, it just gives us uh, some more space, obviously. Um, but... <clears throat> Jonas is much more than just a catch-and-shoot player. Uh, he rebounds well. He can drive and make plays. He can pass. Um, um, but obviously on this team, with you know the firepower that we have at the wings and um, just the scoring we have in the front court as well, uh, I think uh, you know he's relegated to sh- you know always spacing and catching and shooting. But when you see him in space, he's dribbling up the court. He's finishing in transition. He can shoot the hook shot in the land. So I think he's just playing a, a great game as far as just surveying and seeing what he need, what needs to be done for him. But he's much more than just a catch-and-shoot guy. Obviously, Steph eclipsed the 15,000-point mark tonight. Comes to the fifth Warrior in history to do so. How has it been for you over the past two years to 
really see Steph do his thing night in and night out from such a close vantage point? Oh, it's more exciting just seeing him coming to work every day and, be, and just work on his game. I mean, uh, I don't want to take what he does on the court for granted, but, you know, I'm just a sucker for just watching guys while, while they work, you know, when their lights are are lower than, than usual. Um, and he's one of those guys that puts in the work every single day and produces, and uh, you see it out on the floor. So 15,000, um, that's something that I'm sure he expected out of himself once he came into the league. But um, to actually accomplish it uh, shows how hard he works, how much he's dedicated, and how much he loves the game. And um, that shines bright every single night he plays. So it was just an honor to, to take the court with him. All right, that's Kevin Durant talking about uh, Steph Curry. And what it's like to play with him, at least for the last two years. You know, as he was saying that, Guru, the the thing that crossed my mind was when Durant said he's more excited to see Curry walk into the gym every mm. game, or every day, rather, and, and play with him. And it just... And work. You just you just look at all the, all four of those guys, whether it's Durant, Curry, Clay, or Draymond Green, and they got four guys who like to be in the gym and... and I don't know that a lot of teams have four guys. Well, no team's got four guys of that stature. You're lucky if you have two, Stone. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the, these guys set a tone for everybody on a team. And what about Steph Curry when he said uh, Jonas was out there for a reason? And I saw tonight as efficient as Jarebko was. Draymond was barking at him. It was a love bark. But he was like, damn it, shoot the ball. Shoot the ball. And for Steph to follow up and say that, I honestly believe – they want guys out there. I don't care what you do with the shot, but take it, Stoney. And that we're seeing the bench game more confidence game by game. Well, when it comes to the opponent, I mean, you, you got to let your Ebco alone. I mean, you just have to. Who else, who who are you going to let alone or leave alone when you're on the floor with Steph and Clay and Jarebko's been knocking down shots. Man. I mean, the beauty of being a guy like Jarebko is you get to you get to take wide open the best shots. shots of your career. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to you don't have to force anything. You oh. don't have to you don't have to rush anything. You can let the game come to you, and uh, it, it it's to that point to such a degree. You got to tell the guy to shoot and to be aggressive. And he was tonight, Stoney. I, I like it. I like what I'm seeing. Uh, he's not afraid. Four seven from deep. Keep it up, big fella. All right. When we come back, we're going to be visited by our very own John Dickinson, who is, I like to say, he's emerging from the Warriors locker room. And the Golden State Warriors tonight, winners over the Memphis Grizzlies, 110-93. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. All right, Matt Stein, Matt Style, the Guru Johnson, John Dickinson joining us on Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. J.D., welcome. And uh, <laughs> Warriors 110-93 winners tonight. A thrill. Yeah, about that. And, you know, I didn't think much of the game. But I was surprised to hear some Warriors talking, and they they were pretty happy with their effort tonight. And to me, it just was kind of a lackluster ball game. 
But what what I'm getting at is there there was something going on, obviously, that that we must have missed, and that was that the Warriors felt really good about their effort, and uh, particularly on the defensive end. Yeah, I think it was a night where you look at the opponent, and the opponent matched what the Warriors' goal was coming into the game. And the Warriors' goal coming into the game was was to play at a higher level defensively. I, I think the game against Sacramento on Friday night really really stuck with the coaching staff at least, and I think that message was relayed down to the players where it, it was almost like, look, it's got to be better than it's been defensively. And I think that the way that they almost lost the game against Sacramento is a perfect example of just the, the type of defense, the lack of really caring to play defense, just the, the comfort, being comfortable playing a 140 to 130 game, if that's what it, it needed to be on a given night, that needed to go. So I think there was a, a conscientious effort on the Warriors' part to want to play harder defensively, and then you couple that with this Memphis Grizzlies team, which plays slower and struggles to score, and then didn't have Mike Conley on top of that, and I think it, it added up to what we saw, a 61-38 to 38 first half. Speaking of defense, J.D., I think I got a nugget the two of you will appreciate. Kevin Durant nugget. The first 18 games, he had one game with two blocks. The last 13 games, fellas, he's had seven games with two blocks. Now, if I'd use the guru math, is that him making a more conscious effort to get blocks, or what are we seeing? Why Why is that number, why are we getting, you know, two-block games more now than we did in the first 18 from Kevin Durant, and he had one tonight? I think you nailed it. I think he's trying harder defensively. I think he's trying to make more of an impact, as we all know he can. He's athletic enough. He's long enough. When he wants to be a mm. good defensive player, he can be a good defensive player. I think – Maybe some of it early in the year was it was early in the year, and also the Warriors were a little bit shorthanded, so he was focusing more on offense. You need to save some energy up on the defensive end. Steiny, I'm curious to what you think about that, but I, I think it's just, yeah, it's effort. It's you know, flying around and trying to make plays. You know what I think? I think that in the last three or four weeks, I've noticed that Kevin Durant has made statements about how much he loves to score, how much he loves to touch the ball. Sure. And uh, I, I just think he, he can't play uh, 100% on both ends of the floor. Otherwise, he'll take away from his offensive game, and that's mm. his bread and butter. And so he tries to pick his spots defensively. And I think that as, the, as we get later and later in the year, he tries to do a little bit more He's picking and more. more spots. Exactly. And, and ideally for him, by the end of the year, by the playoffs, he'll, he'll – become a, a consistent uh, defender. Speaking of defenders, the guy that I noticed tonight a little bit was was Draymond Green playing against Jaron Jackson Jr. Now, Jaron Jackson Jr. is having a nice rookie year, and he, he's got a... He's come into the league, and he's got... He's already got a pro body, it seems like. Well, he went to Michigan State, and you know that Draymond's probably got some kind of history with him. And I'm looking at Jaron Jackson's box score tonight. He had three points, four rebounds, and two assists in 23 minutes, 22 minutes. So that tells me Draymond Green broke me. Probably, probably was a little yeah. motivated tonight, or or just wanted to, you know, put a guy in his place. Going to show the young fellow a little something. Exactly. And another night where Draymond Green, I thought, 
he had a he put a pretty lasting imprint on the game for somebody that that w- winds up with eight points and seven boards and, and five assists and a couple of steals. Not that not that it would be any other way with Draymond Green, but he was kind of leading that charge. I thought defensively and especially at the top of that second quarter because the the Warriors really the the, the game was the second quarter. Mm, right. The game was 16 in the second quarter, winds up being 38 for the half and the Warriors end up going for 61 and that was it. I mean, you might as well not play the second half at that point. Yeah, the only go ahead, Guru. No, I was just going to tell JD to piggyback off of that. I thought the uh the bench superseded what you didn't get from Steph, Clay, and KD, and I was saying the bench. But the one negative tonight to me, and you let me know if I'm wrong by saying I think Jordan Bell's in his own head. He he had a couple plays that didn't go his way, and well, he I'm got out of his head right he, on the on the last dunk. Does that so? All right, I, I didn't know if that was after kind of the you, you know the game overtime. But are you concerned about? What's going on with Jordan Bell, or am I wrong to even pose that? To he's you? not having a good season. No, he's not. I mean, that's uh, flat and out. Have a, and he didn't have a good. He missed the last two thirds of the season. Quite he, frankly, he, he didn't. He and, he and it's tough for him to finish. I mean, he did get the dunk, and he was kind of joking. Hey, yeah, I got see, one. I didn't like that. I didn't missed, like that. But then why? Because you're letting everybody know that you know. That Something's going one. on. Well, you he know, got not blocked the, not, by the rim, and he got blocked yeah, by Garrett yeah, Temple. Yeah. I saw that, but I didn't like the it's about time. Like, well, he, this, he missed actually, two dunks. Yeah, well, one got blocked. It wasn't it's about time. It was. I think ah, it was almost. Well, finally. Like, yeah. Well, I think it was him acknowledging the fact that, that he and kind I looked of embarrassed at the guys, himself the, yeah, Exactly, and the starters on the bench, and they were having fun with it. I just wish he would. It's just me. He shook it off. I'd rather have him doing it than everybody else doing it. I'll put it that way. But you're saying you wouldn't get the season thus far is not. This is not his best moment. Well, I think it's I think it's two different things. I think he's having a bad season. I don't really fault him for trying to make light okay. of All right. a couple of plays that happened to him, getting blocked by the rim, getting blocked by Garrett Temple. Which one's worse, by the way? Well, the dunk. The, the, well, yeah. no, we, but we I say mean, that hunk. No, but hung. okay, listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jordan hung. Bell's issue, it seems like to me, is he's got to take the game a little more seriously. Mm. That's what it yeah. feels like to me. And okay, so. So he he tries to dunk and he gets blocked by the rim. It wasn't a stupid play. No, not at all. He, he just he just didn't get up high exactly. enough. And people will laugh at yeah. it, but okay, he made a mistake. Then Garrett Temple blocked him. He kind of snuck up on him a little bit. I don't think Bell knew. Um, and then Bell ended up getting a dunk. So I, I you know I I thought that was kind of harmless. But yeah, that in of itself to me is harmless. However, here's the thing: when yeah. the Warriors are at full strength. And they had Damian Jones, and they had, you know, Draymond was healthy, and he was the third center, and Kevon Looney was playing well. You know what you hear a lot? What, what did you guys hear a lot doing the doing the postgame show? You heard a lot of, why is Jordan Bell not playing? No, no doubt. And Damian Jones isn't playing well. And, and Looney, you know, yeah, he's pretty good, but you heard a lot about Jordan Bell, Jordan Bell, Jordan Bell. What we've found since Damian Jones has been injured is Jordan Bell's had to play. Because Kevon Looney's been starting, right. and DeMarcus Cousins isn't ready, and Jordan Bell's had to play. And you know what we've all seen? We've all seen exactly why Jordan Bell wasn't playing right. when Damian Jones was healthy. And J.D., he's undersized, so he can't work, fix him. He can't grow. You, you, you know what I mean? He's got to find his niche. Draymond has a niche in this league, and I don't see Jordan Bell growing. And when you go out there and you're not scoring, you better have everything else on the defensive end buttoned up. And I don't think it's buttoned up. 
He's got to play harder. He's got to play smarter. He's a second-round pick. Mm. He's on the best team in mm. the NBA. This is what I mean when – and same for McKinney. McKinney's the same way. You know, Jordan Bell burst on the scene last year, and in the first 20 games he's – He's doing his thing, and oh, Jordan Bell, Jordan Bell. Hey, you know what? He could be the starting center next yeah, year, right. or Jordan Bell. He he's you know throwing what? the he, ball off the backboard, he, yeah, dunking he, it, and then staring at Rick Carlisle, ticking him off. That's or or the Warriors. They might they they can right. let Draymond Green go at the end of his contract, <laughs> oh, and Bell will yeah. be well. Let's slow down on that. Exactly, and the same with McKinney, who was leading the league in three point shooting. How did he lead the league in three point shooting? He got hot. <laughs> well, let me tell you well, something. Well, he was 20 for 40, I well, think, or something. And what is he since then, I, I wonder? Know, I'm not sure. I mean, he is not a good shooter. I'm sorry. If you just look at his form, I'll take that one to the bank. I don't. What was he tonight? Did he make it? But he's not a scared shooter, Stein. He was, he'll he he'll take the two, shot. 0 for 2 from 3. He'll sorry, take the but shot, it, But it's though. funny. Everybody was like, oh, McKinney, he's a shooter. He's a shooter. No, he's not. He's an athlete. He is. He, yeah, he's an athlete. Now, I'm not that. saying he's he's not a good player. He can like he helped last game against Sacramento on the offensive glass. Yeah. He just didn't make any shots. Um, but you'd like to think that when Cousins comes back, if Iguodala's right. healthy, Livingston's healthy, Jarebko's contributing, we're not going to – It's not, Jacob Evans, McKinney, Quinn Cook, Jordan Bell, with all due respect, they're not going to matter. So maybe he knows that then in the back of his mind. Like, why would I work hard when I know well, that you can't. I'm going to have to return the shots at some if, point? If I know. I'm, I'm just thinking. It's even worse than, than maybe we're okay. saying if that's right. even. And, it, and I love Jordan, but I just I don't see it happening, man. Well, and Bob Myers I mean, is in the can, crowd tonight, too. You know, I'm sitting in his seats, but, and I'm, I'm looking over there like, you know, what's he thinking watching this guy? Like, you know what is he's thinking? Click? Let me tell you exactly what he's thinking. Maybe Guru could score off. Him. Well, I got the. I think that might be. I think that might be. You might have to set it up, Steiny. McKinney's eight for eight for his last twenty-eight from three-point range. Ooh. Now he'd been hurt too, Steiny, so he missed some time. Well, Which actually, more. <laughs> and, I mean, I would have thought. I mean, what is that? About twenty-nine percent. Yeah, thirty percent. It's exactly twenty-nine percent. Okay. Wow. Nice. Well, what okay. we got here? So, I mean, I I actually thought it was worse. Did you, did you really? No, the, 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 no, the, well, the actual Clay's at 30. Were, not the percentage, yeah. but the actual no, numbers. No, Clay's in the mid Well, he's had spells to where he's been at 30 or less well, than that. Well, so is Curry. Curry was 33 tonight. He's had a, he's a, he's a nine-shot spell. Curry was 33. shooting 50 Hey, a little celebration for Curry ago, tonight, I J.D. Yeah, I, I thought. Did, like, Bickerstaff, was he in on it? He called the timeout as soon as he hit it. I thought that was funny. I, yeah, I, me made, too. I made the joke to Steiny. I said, well, he got it. And, I said, whoa. And for as much as Curry said he really didn't, wasn't thinking about it, I thought he was actually. He took two that he missed before right. that. So I thought maybe he did realize that he needed one more three to get to it. But yeah. It, Bickerstaff was in on it because we were joking about whether they were going to stop the game or not. Well, he he did it for us. Well, lucky Well, the funny thing was Curry afterwards said, "Yeah, it was I pressure. Yeah, I was under a lot of pressure." So, uh, no, I think no. Look, Curry knows, like he knows exactly where he's at and where the team's at. It's why he's so great at uh, taking long threes with thirty seconds left because he knows he's got a two for one there. He knew that's the free one, Matt. In case that you didn't is know the that. free one, uh, but he also knows. I mean, ten points isn't a lot. You know, when you when you were a kid and you were growing up, you always knew the players who counted their points. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I was uh, never one of those. Curry's not one of those guys either. But I was he's one of those. but because he <laughs> scores so much, 
I guarantee you he knew when he was at eight or nine. You know what I mean? I think he knew he was at seven. Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, I think yeah, he knew he was I mean. at seven. That's why right. he took two threes. Right. But now, the, he may never admit that. No, nah, I bet he did. I bet I bet he would. I bet he would. He also admitted that the, uh, that wasn't the my, moon landing was real. That wasn't my favorite response of the night, though. My favorite response of the night was Kevin Durant saying that it meant something to pass Larry Bird in the all-time scoring 21 list. 21K. You know how you know you're old? Is Durant. That's your guy. Durant is too young to have even watched him well, and, play. And, and he, and he That's said, unreal. And he wow. answered by saying that, you know, it's a guy you grew up watching. <laughs> and he depressed. had to stop himself and say, I actually didn't grow up watching him. <laughs> Because all these guys watch Jordan, but you basically. know you see him, and yeah. he's a legend, yeah. Kobe. <laughs> but he, but he wow. said, uh, he said, hell yeah, it's that's important. I mean, did somebody texted him the, you know, the screenshot of you notice he's got that little dirt down too. He's he's doing this little move to where he's on one foot, a little uh, KD, little Dirk Nowitzki. I, I don't, don't think, know. I don't think there's ever been a Kevin Durant. I'm, I, like, hey, like no. I, I can't really. And, and look, I'm ready I mean, to sign off on that. I'm with you. I mean, just in terms of the skill set for the body type, handles one guy who he's not okay. Like, what, here's the thing: somebody will be like, well, "You say is, McAdoo?" Is, yeah, I'd say Bob McAdoo. Okay. But that's but, before my time. But somebody's going to say, "Oh no, McAdoo!" What? And because there isn't. But McAdoo was six eleven, and he could play out in the perimeter. But he could not put the ball on the floor from, from the top of the – from 25 feet out like Durant. Uh, but Mac, McAdoo was a great yeah. player. But anyway, to get back to the point, you know what I can't stand when people say, is anybody like that guy? Is he like anybody? And you say, well, hold on, let me think. Eh, you know, he's kind of like this. No, he's not. <laughs> what you ask me for? Well, I think – Nobody's like anybody. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's You true. know? I mean, who – Kobe was like Mike. You saw yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, okay. he, there were similarities yeah. there. I would definitely, yeah. you know, agree with that. The fate of, I mean, Kobe who's Curry like? That there's nobody go, unless Curry's like Nash, uh-huh. only Nash on steroids, kind of <laughs> offense mixed with Reggie Miller. I mean, Nash That's not bad. Nash was a better passer than Steph Curry, no doubt. But Curry's shooting is better than Steve Nash, and and Nash was more of a true point guard than Curry. But Nash didn't play in the era we're at now where. Go out and get me thirty. Well, I remember watching Nash. I always thought, Incredible. shoot it more. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. watching him, like shoot it more. Yeah. You're, but yeah, who, real quick, who reminds you a bird? There's not another guy that I could say. Remind Leo Routens. Good lord, he might be okay. Let me see. Yeah, there is. A, give me another bird that didn't have the 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 jumping ability, but still. Not Jerem. I think we're missing yeah. one. I know who I, we're. I, who we're the, the rookie? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, in Dallas, Doncic looks a little like him, but a little like the, Bird. Yeah, it's a little. It's is he a little more like, explosive than Larry? No, no. Well, then it see, might be. You go. He's just go, not go, the shooter. Though. What? No. Watch highlights of Bird early in his career. He was. Oh, he get up there. <laughs> he would throw something. Who, who are you saying? Who were you thinking? <laughs> With the Jimmy? mullet. Uh, I wasn't really thinking anybody. Oh, I thought you had he's rare. No, I really, I really didn't have anybody. Uh, Bird, man. I mean, I, a, little, a little Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Dirk wasn't the passer, or yeah, rebounder not, Bird not really. was, but Nowitzki was a better. Well, I don't know if he's a better scorer. I mean, I take a, Bird yeah. over just Nowitzki, a higher percentage of what he does well. He, he was scoring. more of a matchup Although, nightmare. Dirk, too. A very yeah, good Dirk. rebounder. What is high? Yeah, Dirk. Dirk's is. Dirk is fine. Yeah. Great, great player. Uh, Warriors up. Oh, we got a minute left. Warriors upcoming schedule. JD. 
uh, at Utah Wednesday. They come home for a back-to-back, home back-and-back back against Dallas. Must be a holiday weekend. And then, uh, yeah, it's If it's four and six, it wow. must be Christmas. <laughs> uh, and then Tuesday against the Lakers here on Christmas Day. So the nice thing is, is after Utah, their next three starts are all five or five earlier 530, than 7.35. Yeah. yeah. And so we always Look like that. that. We now we definitely like do. Which which one of those games intrigues you the most? It's it's, it's, it's got to be it's got to it's got to be the Lakers. Yeah, just because we haven't because seen we have, those yeah. two teams. They're play. number four in the West. Yeah, and they're on their way to two. <laughs> wow. Two. I think uh, they they might be. All right, that is going to do it for Warriors wrap up presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search for John Dickinson. Daryl the Guru Johnson, who we got back there, Alexander Scott, Lucas Alexander, Addison Van Patten, wow. and Tim Jordan. Look, it's tiny. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>